So if you will, bow your heads. Dear God, we come to you now, and we just ask that you just speak directly to us, dear Lord, and let us hear the message you have prepared for each and every one of us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So it is New Year's Day. always feels like a, like a special, weird kind of day where it's a new year, you got, feel like you almost got a clean slate. But then again, you're still carrying everything over from 2022, so... Um, you know, it's not like anything magically disappeared when it struck midnight last night. But um, 2022 was a uh, was a good year to us, and um, and we had a lot of salvations. We had baptisms. Um, we served a lot of kids. We gave them Christmas presents. Um, we gave them backpacks and school supplies. We gave them haircuts, and we continue to give them. Um, the kits for their hygiene throughout the year. Um, we've done um, a lot of talks up at the school, so we've done stuff inside the community. Just um, our clothes closet treat or help so many people. So it, it was a good good year. Okay, our Wednesday nights got back on track, and felt like our uh, core group got back together, and then we went on out to the extended group, and then we brought in the outside, you know, the, out, the kids from that, that don't come here normally on Sundays. So that was the plan in 2022, so I felt like we uh, lived up to that and, and accomplished that. And, you know, as your pastor, thank you for your efforts, thank you for your prayers, thank you for your giving, not only of the money, but of your time and effort, okay? And I know a lot of you do a lot of things, and um, I know that you guys don't go into that stuff just, uh, you know, willy-nilly. I know there's a lot of preparation. I know Sunday school teachers prepare a lot. Bible studies, you know, are prepared. Um, I know Pat and um, Steph get out here really early every Wednesday, and she's back Thursday to get the bulletins out. Just a lot of stuff, you know, that a lot of people don't see gets done. And um, just thankful, okay? So, um, 2023, that even sound like a year, does it? 2023. It's staring us in the face. Here we are, right here, ready to go. And uh, I think that there's an there's a episode in the Bible um, where kind of sums up what kind of situation we're in now a little bit, okay? So, if you think about Joshua... And who he was, you know. <laughs> Not good, is it? All right. So Joshua um, is taking over for Moses, who has passed away. And, um, you know, what big shoes to fill. They, he uh, was not allowed to have a funeral because... They would probably have made statues of him, and they would probably have worshipped him. So, um, is it out batteries, you think? <laughs> Some things don't change. <laughs> but um, he, uh, he, he wasn't even allowed to have a funeral. That's how important he was to these people, to the Israelites. And then here comes Joshua, um, who... You know, 
the Bible, uh, when, when you read this, a lot of times you, he gets uh, envisioned as being a, you know, grainy, wet behind the ears kind of kid. But he had been with Moses all those years as, an, as his assistant. So um, he was, uh, had a lot of experience. And um, there's some ideas here that come out of this, these nine verses that just kind of ram home why we're here and what we're doing and what's the overall meaning of why we come to church, all right? So these are critically important verses. Joshua 1 talks, in the Old Testament, we're going to talk about redemption, the central act of redemption in the Old Testament was that the Israelites were delivered out of Egypt and they were taken to Canaan land. In the New Testament, there is the central act of redemption, which is the work that Jesus Christ does on the cross, okay? So um, one mirrors the other. So the, the, the coming out of slavery, coming out of bondage is in the Old Testament, but it mirrors what, and it, it prophecy, prophesies what's happening in the New Testament when Christ breaks our bondage, breaks us out of e, our Egypt and from our sins and, and gives us new life, okay? So here we are before this. Israel had experienced some supernatural providence. We got manna from heaven, they got water from a rock, pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night, okay, and then they received the Mosaic law, and they are taken out of um, Egypt, and they have to go over the Jordan River into Canaan land, and uh, as they get into, um, as we approach Canaan land with them on their journey, we need to make sure that some things become clear and that we are we understand um, where we are in this journey with them thanks Scott and here's some reminders okay same thing with them nothing in this world is our final destination okay our final destination is in heaven but that doesn't mean that you don't live here and that you don't serve here and that you don't sacrifice here Okay, nothing here is our final destination, but we are put and taken to places by God himself for his reasons and his purposes. We are just his vehicles, okay? The other thing is we have to be willing to go, all right? So this Canaan land is a picture of rest and victory for every believer. So there is the promise is that there is rest and there is victory for every believer. And that comes from God. Okay? So as you're journeying through and you're going through the trials and tribulations and you get through some victories and stuff, just remember that the victories are there to encourage us and to keep us moving on. And there are, there are places of rest so that we can, you know, relax, get renewed, so that we can continue to move on in service of the Lord. And everything is done for the service of the Lord, okay? Their deliverance illustrates this, their escape from, um, from slavery. Our deliverance is the escape from sin slavery. And the deliverance for those who, ne who never received the fullness of what God has planned for them. So there is kind of, wouldn't it be terrible to be delivered from something and then as you go, like some of the ones did, they didn't ever get to actually experience or see, they got to wander 
for a whole generation out in the desert because they didn't have the faith and they didn't have the, the spiritual capabilities of trusting what the destination, what the victory was. And so my, one of my challenges to you today, one of my warnings to all of us today is don't put yourself in a position to where you are unable to take a step in faith for what God is calling you to do, thereby you end up wandering in the desert for 40 years. Okay? Wouldn't that be a terrible thing to be out in the desert realizing that you have missed your opportunity? You missed the call, so to speak. <laughs> All right. So let's look inside here. I'm going to read these to you. Read, read along with me. Okay. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all of the land of the Hittites, and the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance to the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not, turn from, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, and you shall, you shall meditate it in the day and night, and you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For, the, for then you will make, way, make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay? So let's look at a couple of points here. It says, have I not commanded you? All right? What's he mean by that? Have I not commanded you? All right. God understands our situation. And I think a lot of times what we do is... We feel like we have to explain to God and we have to kind of bargain with him, you know, about, hey, I don't think you understand where I, where I am. You know, I don't think you understand the pressure I'm under. I don't think you understand, you know, the consequences I'm facing and the decision I'm making when this is this. Let me assure you of something, okay? God knows where each and every one of us is right now. All right? Amen. So he understands our challenges. He understands what we're going through. He filled us with the emotions that are inside of us. So he understands us better than we understand ourselves. All right? So he knows where we are. Here's the other thing. His mission never changes. Our mission here in this life is to be people who go out and spread the word to a lost world so that people can be changed and I'm choosing my words very deliberately here. People can be changed by the love of Jesus Christ that 
lives through us. Did you hear that? People will be changed by the love of Jesus Christ that lives through us. And the mission never changes. We are here to help make people disciples. And once they're disciples, we make them mature disciples so that they can be people who go out and make disciples. That's the mission. Never changes. His promises never change. God makes a promise. It's going to come true. God makes us a promise. It's going to come true. And then he tells us this line here. Be strong and of good courage. That's listed in there. Be strong and of good courage. So what's that mean? Dig your heels in, be stubborn or whatever? Well, let's look here. It says, to have the ability to trust the Lord as the true source of strength. So he has asked them to move forward. Okay? This has not just been the happiest of trips at times. You know, at one time they thought, well... He went, Moses goes up into the mountains like, hey, he just leaving here, us here to die. We, had it, we actually kind of had it better in Egypt when we were slaves. And then they make a false god and start praying to him. And, I mean, it's, this isn't the, the happiest of trips. And they've been wandering around in the desert. So here we are. And uh, when you get into a situation like this, it's time that this requires, times like this require the most faith. And if we're going to push forward through 2023, we have to step out in faith. And here's, here's what we have to understand, okay, is that we all need to get plugged into the same thing, and that is God's will. God's will for this church. We get plugged into the same thing, and then it's we rely on his strength to strengthen all of us, okay? And when we try to do it ourselves is when things start to fall apart. But we have to do it the strength we have are the, to be strong the strength comes from the one true source and that is Jesus Christ and being able to move forward in faith all right is uh, sometimes it is answering immediate questions all right so in order for us to move forward we have to have we have to be answering immediate questions and then those questions in our heads are the ones that kind of hamper us from moving forward so when we when we move forward in faith, there has to be a process there to where you dispel all the fear, you dispel all the doubt. The only way to do that is to get immediate answers. And you know where immediate answers come from? God. Okay? God. And it's not the latest theories or philosophies that we've written. It's what the Bible teaches. And this is my, this is my point in the in the sermon where I say, if in order to rely on biblical principles, there's one catch. You got to read the Bible, okay? So we got to be Bible students. We got to be Bible readers, okay? And then the, the Lord will be with us throughout the entire journey. He is always there. Even through the times of doubt, even through the times of fear, the Lord is there. In fact, it says he will never leave us nor forsake us, and we can't be separated from his love. All right, so now it's time to realize God's promises. We said that God makes promises, they come true. And uh, in order to step into Canaan land, the first step has to be one of great faith. Can you imagine the one, when they left Egypt, you have those walls, those 
massive walls of ocean, and you're the first one that has to step out in between. That'd be tricky, wouldn't it? If you're the first one. And everything you own, all your family is with you, and you're going to drag them through the middle of there, that would take great faith. But there are times when we have just as much fear in our heart as those people had in their hearts that day. And it took great faith for them to step out. If we're going to achieve the things that God's asking us to do in this church, we have to take steps, and they have to be steps of faith. Okay? It's not steps of, of willy-nilly. It's not steps of you know, hard-headedness, stubbornness. Those are stomps, by the way, when you do it that way. This is a step of faith. And when we step out in faith, being driven by God's mission for this church, all of us moving in steps of faith at the same time in the same way, there's no telling what we could accomplish, what we could do in the community around here. Here's the other thing. It's a gift. Everything we get from God is a gift. All right? That's salvation. Nobody could buy it or earn it. The other one is that our ministries are a gift from God. I think sometimes, and, and trust me from personal experience here, sometimes the call seems like, I don't want that, okay? And we push it off. I'm telling you, if God is calling you right now and calling you to do something, then step out, claim the gift, and then use the gift in the way that God is calling you to use it because you're missing out on the peace and the contentment that comes by using or ministering through your gift. It's a gift from God. It's meant for us. And here's the other thing. When we don't use our gift, everybody here suffers and everybody out there suffers because we're not using our gift. Okay? Here's the other thing. Did you notice that when they were talking about the land, they described it, the land of the Hittites, all the way to the Euphrates? It's not a mystery. The gift is not a mystery. Our gifts are known. And if you'll be honest with yourself, you know what your ministry is. Okay? Otherwise, unless you're just shut down for a while and, and you're just not responding to any of the Holy Spirit's urgings, but we know what our we know what our gifts are. We know what we're being asked to do. It's not a mystery. It's just time to do it. All right? Here again, he will be with us just as he has been through every part of the Bible. He's always with us. Even when we don't want him to be there, he's with us. When we think he's not there, he's with us. When we hope that he's there, he's with us. You understand what I'm saying? He's with us. We have to be obedient. In order to get to where we're going to get to and uh, achieve the things that we're being asked to achieve and to properly use our ministries here, we have to be obedient. We have to be obedient to what God's calling us to do. We have to be obedient to what the Bible asks us to do. We have to be obedient to the way that the Bible tells us how to live. Okay? We have to be people of obedience. And again, we're not operating on our strength. We're operating on the Lord's strength. 
All right. Not rocket science sermon, was it, huh? Mine 100% never are. Okay, but we have a great big opportunity in front of us. Anybody, does anybody else believe that? We have a great big opportunity in front of us. We have to, we have to be people that know and realize that we have opportunities in front of us, and they are critically important opportunities. And, I, and trust me, I know I have, I have a, another job career, you know, that comes with pressures and, and deadlines and all that stuff. All the stuff I'm not very good at, deadlines and getting stuff done in a timely manner on their times. I mean, that's, nothing about that says Aaron Phelps, okay? I'm a procrastinator do it the last minute kind of deal. That's my natural, but bless you. But um, I, I, I get it, you know. Sometimes on Wednesday night, you can kind of go, hmm. there's going to be 8,000 kids out there, okay? They're loud. They spill stuff. They're messy. I get it, okay? I get it. I may, when, when did we start now? I can't remember. Um, 2016, maybe? Yeah, so we didn't have a Sunday school teacher for the fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, or third, fourth, and fifth. And I told Ariane, I was like, uh, can you take that class and I will find somebody else? Just take it for a couple weeks. That was 2016. When we start up next week, guess who's going to be teaching the third, fourth, and fifth graders? Ariane. <laughs> All right, I get it. Sometimes there's things to do, and then sometimes we just are worn out. This group of script, this scripture here speaks to all that. What's it say? When you're tired, remember that if you're using your gift appropriately, there comes a place where of rest, that you have rest. Here's the other thing. If you do it appropriately, you get strength that doesn't come from you, but from the Lord. And then you end up doing it, and then you get a blessing because it says that there's victory in our serving. See how it is? It's all there. What, any kind of excuse that we could have, it says, uh, you know, well, we don't have the resources. We don't have this. Well, the, the Bible tells us right there that, you know, God, the Lord has already promised the victory. He will provide, and he will always be there. It's always there. Any kind of excuse, any kind of um, deterrent you could throw up, it speaks to it. So as your pastor, someone who loves you, I'm begging of you, sit down sometime this week and read Joshua 1 through 9. Before you do it, okay, before you read it, I want you to think about what is deterring you, if you have something deterring you, from serving at max capacity, or serving at all, or not serving with a good spirit, okay? Whatever it is, get that in your mind, okay? Pray about that. Read Joshua 1 through 9, and I promise you, it will speak to the thing that's holding you back.
Take me up on it, okay? The Bible never, never lets you down. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142, El Dorado, Illinois 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church. Thank you.